Elisha. Is it Elisha? Didn't know he was going to be a prophet. He was out there plowing with 12 yokes of oxen. And Elisha was a fairly wealthy man. 12 yokes of oxen was, that mean he had to have at least 11, uh, 11 servants to help him to plow with the other because there were 12. He's plowing with one, he couldn't plow it with the, uh, the 12 at the same time. So he had servants. But as he was out there plowing, uh, Elijah passed by and took the mantle and just touched him. He didn't say anything. And uh, El Elisha says, um, can you just give me a, a little bit of time to go and tell and kiss my mother and father goodbye? He says, go on back. Say, what have I done to you? You see the calling? Remember that the Lord told uh, Elijah and, uh, upon the mountain says, go and anoint Elisha that he's going to take your place. He never talked to Elijah. I mean, Elisha. Elisha didn't hear. But there's something about God, that uh, drawing power that God has. See, draw me. We will run after me. If, if you're not running after God because he's not really drawing you yet. You say, I feel a little bit here and there, but he's not, he's not ready. Well, he's not drawing you yet. Well, I will not, just like Jonah. See, he said to Jonah, go down to Nineveh. Tell them that in, what, 40 days, there's going to be a judgment. And Jonah decided, notice that Jonah decided that he's not going anywhere. So he bought his ticket and went the opposite direction. But when it's over, who won? Did God get the job done? And God didn't uh, was not upset when Jonah is kicking and screaming and uh, who he like or who he doesn't like. God can send you to people to witness that you don't like. God can put you in a church that you don't like. Why am I here? What am I doing here? And God has a hold on you. God uh, has his spirit working in you. You see, remember, it's not by might. Not by power, but it's by my spirit. And then you come and every day something is going on in your life. And when the uh, man was touched, Elisha, by the mantle, and he went, look what he did. Elisha never told him anything. And he went and he uh, 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 took a yoke uh, uh, of, of the oxen, broke the equipment, the plow, and uh, uh, slay the oxen and made a party and said goodbye to his mother and father. He never looked back. He did the will of God. And because of that, he became one of the greatest uh, prophets that Israel, the um, northern Israel, and uh, part of the southern, but mostly the northern Israel had ever seen. He was a great man and a great servant and a father of um, God. And the, the scripture said that he poured water on the... Um, hands of Elijah and uh, he served faithfully and you hardly heard about him anymore until it was time for him to begin his ministry so we we discover him in the um, in the uh, uh, second Kings chapter 2 I think it is where um, Elijah was going down from is it from Bethel uh, uh, Gilgal Bethel going on down to um, Jericho, Jordan, and then at the Jordan, uh, they cross over. But uh, when they cross over, he said, he took his mantle and he smote the water in chapter 2 of uh, 2 
Second, um, Second Kings, right? Chapter 2, and he smote the water. Then uh, was it that time he asked um, uh, uh, Elijah uh, to make a, a, a request? Said, ask us uh, something of me before I'm taken away uh, from you. He, he took his mantle. Uh, uh, verse 9, go to verse 9. And he came, and it came to pass when they were, you can read with me, when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And remember now, Elijah had no idea what he was going to ask. Do you know that a, a lot of us would have asked for a lot of stuff? He could have asked for anything. And, uh, uh, he said, ask, uh, and he said, uh, what shall I do for thee before I be taken away from thee? And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion, notice, not just your foot, but a double portion of your spirit, uh, uh, of your spirit be upon me. And verse 10, and he said, Ooh, thou hast, notice, said, thou hast asked a hard thing. This is what you've asked. Has never been done. It's hard. And I explained this to you in the last lesson, which I will not go over. He said, Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not uh, be so. And, and that's just a powerful, powerful, that's a part of the other lesson that I'm working on too. That I was just touching a little bit right there. If you see me. Okay. Because it's important. Uh, to see. Sir we would see Jesus. If you see me. See so you can be. Uh, serving the Lord but you've never seen him. You have, you, you have not a revelation of him. You heard about him. Uh, Job quickly. The last chapter. Uh, was it Job, Job uh, what? 40. Uh, where Job said I've heard about you. With the hearing of the hearers. If you can find that for me. Leave that up there. But somebody could find that for me quickly. In Job. He said I've heard about you. With the hearing of the hearer. But now I see you. See so it's wanting to hear about him. But do you have a revelation? Job chapter 42. And verse 5. Read that for me. I have. That is Job talking to God. When God showed up. He said, I've heard about you. How did he hear? Because people tell him. People, and when, remember now, when people uh, describe God to you, one tell you one way, one tell you a different way, one tell you, and sometimes you're more confused because they did not represent God right. They represent God according to what's in their mind, and it might not be according to the scripture. <clears throat> the only way that I can describe God to you is from the word. If I get into a, a magazine or I get into a, uh, some man's idea or a sermon, um, it might not be right, but it's uh, by thy word. See, because the word was made flesh and the word was God. See, the word of God is the word of God and it's God. And he said, Job said, I've heard about you. Somebody told me about it. Maybe uh, my mother told me, a friend told you, the pastor told you. But now, uh, hearing is one experience. 
But singing, it's a personal experience. It's a personal experience. And uh, it says that I've heard about you with the hearing of the ear, but now mine eyes. See the difference? Mine eyes of seen thee. Right, mine eyes see it thee. I heard about you, but you can't just go by hearing. Okay? But hearing is important because it brings forth faith. But you need to see Jesus. You need to have a revelation of Jesus Christ. So here Elijah said to Elisha. Um, your request will be granted. It's a hard request. But if you see me. Now, now what involved in seeing the Lord? It means that you're going to have to keep your eyes on him. You cannot be distracted. You remember that there's a lot of voices. The sons of the prophets were saying, do you know your master is being taken away today? And all kind of things will be there. Different messages will distract you. But are you focused? You've got to get to the place that your mind's made up. You're focused. And nothing can change your mind from the Lord. Your walk, your focus in Christ. And nothing can distract you. But you know that a lot of us we are distracted in any little thing. Oh, did you hear a new movie's coming on? And I got it, can't go to church tonight. You're distracted. You you haven't seen Jesus. Because anything can take our attention away from God. But uh, was it Mary? There's two sisters. And one was distracted to the kitchen. Spice. And doesn't mean you you don't cook or see. But there are times when Jesus is in the presence of God. That's not time. It's time to put away the salt and pepper. And sit at the feet of Jesus. And Mary found a place at the feet of Jesus. And nothing could. The smell coming from the kitchen could not get her up. Her sister couldn't get her up. Nobody could get her up. And she sat at the feet of Jesus Christ. And Martha says. Don't to the Lord. Don't you care? Martha didn't understand. Don't you care? I, I'm doing all the work back there. Let Mary. Come back there and help me. And Jesus said. You, uh, Martha you care about. Careful about many things. Because you have everything nice. The table is nice. And that's good. There's time for all of that. Everything is prepared beautiful. But the heart was not being worked on. It's the outer man. But not the inner man. And the Lord said, Mary has chosen the better part. That shall not be taken away. I just want to show you that Elisha has chosen the better part. He wanted more of God. He wasn't Satisfied with just one portion. He wasn't satisfied with just one anointing. One touch. One blessing. He wasn't satisfied with the day. When he accepted Christ and received the Holy Ghost. He wanted a double portion. He wasn't satisfied with just one healing. One blessing. He said give me a double portion. Of your spirit. 
So all of this time when he was pouring water on the hand of Elijah, what did he see in the man? What was he looking for? When he broke those uh, plowshares and he went to follow him, what, what was he looking for? What did he learn? He learned that Elijah was a great man. But he knew that there was more to come. And you might have received a touch from God. But don't just stop there. There's more from God tonight. Hallelujah. Elijah. Said ask of me anything. But I'm sure Elijah. Didn't expect that. He surprised him. His students surprised him. But did you know that the scripture says that. Through the law of God, you've made me wiser than my teacher. And you serve God, God will give you far more than your teacher. God can lift you up. But first, you've got to be a servant. Your eyes has got to be open. Not just your ears, but your eyes. Your oh, speak to me, Lord. That's good. But what about, Lord, I want to see you. Sir, we would see Jesus. Because you can hear about him. But unless you have a personal relationship with Christ. You never get to the mark. You never get to the mark of the prize of the high calling. You never get there. And that's what happened. We hear about the Lord and we are zealous about the Lord. But we preach without seeing him. And the scripture said where there is no vision. The people perish. That's why the church is like this. People are dying spiritually. There's no revelation because they're not seeing. They hear all kind of stuff. But they have not seen Jesus. Because when Christ comes. When you have a revelation of Jesus. You'll never be the same. Nobody have to tell you to come to church. Read your Bible. If somebody has to tell you to come to church. To read your Bible. To pray. Clap your hands. Lift your hands. Raise your hands. Something is wrong. But if you see the glory of God, if you see a, a revelation of the Spirit of God, you'll never be the same. You'll reach up there. No one has to teach you to say amen or hallelujah. Because the anointing upon you will teach you. It's the greatest teacher is the Spirit of God. You'll feel something inside of you saying, why don't you clap your hands? Why don't you shout? Why don't you lift up your voice? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. There was something in Elisha that wanted more of God. This man had made an impact upon this young preacher. That he said, I want what you have and I want a double portion of what you have. And that's what you should want from your church. Not, uh, I'm so tired. Oh, got to go to church again tonight. I wish we did nothing. And you don't have any energy. Hmm? Think that's what God's looking for for his kingdom? No. But he's looking for people who could say, I was glad. When they say unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Then when you're going in, enter through his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. 
and into his courts with praise. Don't you know that the Lord is God? Hallelujah. And you feel the power of Almighty God. And you pray every member, every part of you. Your body might have been pained up before you come to church. But brother, when you clap your hand, the pain has got to go. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why God give us mouth. Open your mouth. Why? Praise the Lord. Why? But he said, when you open your mouth wide, I will fill it. And when Elisha asked for a double portion, Elijah said, it's a hard thing, but if you see me, when I'm taken away, you'll receive it. And then suddenly, what happened? There came a whirlwind. And it came to pass as they still went on and talk. And I think that was the deepest conversation they had. Because now a student was going to be a successor. Until this he was a student. But now one was gone. Going to be taken away. And now he had become the prophet. Whose feet was on the ground. But he had a message. And there. As they talk. Oh I would have loved to be there. That behold there appeared. A chariot of fire. Notice. A chariot of fire. Does that give you an insight to what. Heaven is. Like and the world to come. And you got a little Cadillac and you get uh, excited over that. But we're going to have a chariot of fire. And you're worrying about who closed on the pipeline or what's going to happen. And they talk about little electric cars. My God, you got to be able to look away. And there appeared a chariot of fire. Didn't you know that God is a consuming fire? And horses of fire. What? Chariots of fire? And horses of fire? And parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Verse 12 says. And Elisha saw it. Notice what I say about seeing. Elisha saw it. If you see me. So now he passed the test. Up until this point. He had nothing coming. And he cried. Notice. What did he do? Open his mouth. And cry. My father, respect of the ministry, my father, that notice, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And you, you know, he saw them protecting him. You know the story. Elisha did. The Syrians couldn't take him. Read the Bible, you see it there. And he saw him no more. Hold on, you see that? He saw him 
No more. You know, a lot of us, our teachers and our successors, God bless their heart. But we can't move away from that. We think they're coming back. And we're looking for them. We can't move on. But he saw him no more. What did he do? Just stand there by Jordan and talk about the chariots, the fire, and Elijah? No. He took up what he had. Hey, he took up what his teacher had. He took what his teacher laid down. He took up what he had. And what happened? Then he took hold of his own clothes. And he rent them in two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah. That fell. Notice. He didn't give it to him. It fell. And you've got to be at the right place. The right time where the mantle is falling. It's not going to be handed you down. No. You know, you've got to work for it. You've got to be there. You've got to labor. And it's not only showing up in church. You know you get there on your knees. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Somebody said, oh, I'm successor. In it. No, no, that's not the way it works. It's a faith thing. It's a spirit thing. See, this next move is not a, a grandpa had it and so son had it and the next one had No, no. That's different. That's coming to an end. It's whom God chose. The mantle has got to fall at your feet. Because you see something. Not just hear something. You've got to see something. You've got to see a move of God. You've got to see the fiery chariot. You've got to see the man of God. You've got to see the horses. And you also have to see the mantle fall at your feet. And so, he took it up also. The mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back. Oh my goodness. You go right back What's the last sermon my teacher taught me? What was the last thing happened when I saw him did? How did he do that? Let me go back and examine and re-examine and look again. Make sure I'm not missing anything. But a lot of people, oh no, I already know I'm gone forward. I don't need it, pastor. I already know. You'll never learn. Because you've got to get back to the feet of a man of God and pick up something. See, God has an order. God never give anybody anything. But never learn to walk with a servant of God. You, you go, go check on that. Jeremiah and all of them, there's God prophets before them. And the prophets will say, I'm not the only one that prophesied. J- Jeremiah quoted, was it Micah? The Morashtite? So he said, I'm not the only one that says that Zion shall be plowed. Jerusalem shall be plowed. He said, Micah did it. And even Jesus went back and quoted the prophets even after his resurrection. 
We got to get back to the Bible. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back. My God. You got to go back to the message. The word. The word you hear tonight, go back and look at it again and examine it. And ask for a double portion. Ask God, give me the mantle. Open my eyes. Let me see. Instead of that, you just put it on. You go home and you forget everything. And you start getting mad. No wonder you don't have nothing. And when the devil comes, you just fall over. He just knock you over and he doesn't respect you. The devil doesn't respect people that he knocked over. You got to have that spirit. Paul, I know. When he comes, he knows that you're not going to bow. Paul, I know. And the Lord, can you see the Lord just bragging? <laughs> Tell the devil. The devil said, I got everything in the earth. God said, from whence comest thou? He said, from walking up and down in the earth. Nobody can stop me. I go to every church and nobody can stop me. Until he come to fake mission ministry. There goes a wall. On Sunday morning, the devil felt that wall. We tore the wall down. He thought that, oh, I'm going to go there and put them to sleep. And I'll. No, he did not. Because my feet, brother, talk about a dancing feet. You talk about a dancing feet. Oh, Lord. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You never told, oh my God, I just put them, you know, you had a trick. I put them, rock about baby, no, no. And he's going to, you know, just put a bottle in their mouth and put them to bed and rock them to bed. I said, not today, not today, I'm the babysitter. I'm the babysitter today. God gave us a victory. Are you listening now? God gave us a victory. You talk about a God you're serving. It's not a game. You might think a game, but when it's over, you will be the one that's defeated. And there'll be countless millions praising God. One John Revelation said, I can't number it. A company that no one can number. You see, in life, you don't need a whole lot of people. All you need is a touch of Almighty God. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Are you going and over, going over the same place your teachers came? Go back first before you can go forward. And it's when you go back, not that you're looking for mistakes, but you'll find your mistakes. You'll find what they miss. Because if you go back as far as Bethel, what happened in Bethel? These little kids begin to mock him and call him bald head. Hmm? A lot of stuff happened as he went back. Bitter water, poison water. Uh, they're cooking, didn't even know to cook. They put bitter gourds in it. Nobody was supervising it. When, when Sister Rosie is cooking, you dare not go to her pot. And you gotta, you know, they're cooking and anybody could put what they want in it. And when you have a church, anybody can put potato, bitter melon, gourds, uh, whatever they want, even poison, nobody knows. 
So you've got to have a government and an order in a church. Everybody's not a chef. Everybody's not a supervisor. Everybody should not cook. You know the story. They had a beautiful city. Pleasant. But guess what? The water was poisoned. And that was there when Elijah was there. But he was not healed. But there was a man by the name of Elisha who had an insight, a greater insight into what should be done. And he took up the man and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Verse 14 says. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? You know what he's saying? Where is he? I could ask that question today. Where is he? Where is he? The next lessons or so, we're going to find out something. Because he's coming back. I notice the Lord God of Elijah. We're looking for the return of Elijah, but it's the Lord God of Elijah. And he can use anybody he wants to. Where is he? He's gone. You see him, but where is he? Praise the Lord God. And when he also had smitten the waters. Notice that. What a test of faith. They parted either and thither and Elisha went over. Remember he went over going with his master. But now he's alone. His ministry began. But he was covered. And he took the mantle. Am I there? Fifteen. Fourteen is finished. And he took the mantle. And then he went over. Right? And when the sons of the prophets. Notice. The sons of the prophets. Which were to view. A Jericho saw him. Remember they saw him. But they stood afar off. You can, you can go to church. And you're sitting right there. But your heart is not there. You're not a part of it. You've never blamed because. Well, I'm not going to be a part of that. I want to see first. Let me see miracles and signs. And that's not the type of ministry I'm looking when I see. You'll never receive anything. Because you're just looking on and gazing afar off. I'm not a part of that. (laughs) My goodness. I go there and I'll help a little bit, but I'm not a part of it. He's not my pastor. Well, who's your pastor? I said, who's your pastor? I don't have a pastor. You clown. Everybody needs a pastor. Amen. Because he gave to the church a ministry. Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. And so, you need a pastor. A pastor ahead, supervising you, telling you what to do in God. Oh, yeah. You'll never make it without being told what to do. All right. Say it's like you having a child, right? Your daughter just got married, right? But when she was born, you never did tell her nothing. You just leave her alone and she became Tatiana. 
Am I wrong or right? Very wrong. Am I wrong or right? Tatiana became, you didn't have to correct her. She, everything she knew is because she's Tatiana. <laughs> it's like a church without, you know, a, a, a child without a parent and a church, a pastor. Well, nobody's my. No. There's got to be a ministry to help us to grow up in him. In all things. You say, a small church. Yes, but bring a hundred people in right here and the spirit change and they're not the one that's leading us. That's it. One can chase a thousand. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doeth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And somebody said, that's wonderful. Oh, they receive him. No, no, they, they haven't done a thing. They're bowing. They, uh, they haven't done a thing. Let, let's read on a little bit. And they said unto him, Behold now, there, no, you, you see that now? The focus on self, me, my, they wouldn't go over, but now they're giving order, they're telling you, they have a revelation. Said, uh, Behold now, there be with thy servants, 50 strong men. You see the click? They wouldn't go. But something had a great influence over them. They wouldn't go down to Jordan. They wouldn't go there and cross over and what? They stood afar off. And you can allow people to have influence over your life and you don't go down. You don't move. You don't cross over. You stand right there and form a little group, a little clique. You prophesy. You knew something, but you didn't know all of it. A lot of folks don't know the details of the Bible. They know a little bit. They said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifth, look, notice here. The outer man, strength, finances. We the one that I got the money so I can do whatever. I'm supposed to have a special place. No. God doesn't look on your little money. That's paper. It's your heart. Fifty strong elders. Fifty strong deacons. <laughs> They're very impressive, isn't it? What a strong church. What a strong soloist. <laughs> Fifty strong men. Let them go. We pray thee and seek thy master. You see no faith? They thought that he was upon the mountain. God. Lift him up on the chariot and they broke down, crashed the chariot, run into some other chariot up there. They were confused. We pray thee and seek thy master. Let's prevent the spirit of the Lord had taken him up and knocked him, cast him down, dropped him, cast him upon some mountain or into some valleys. And he said, You shall not say. But they want more. But pastor. I think we should do it this way. No, let's do it this way. But pastor, the Lord spoke to me. Pastor, you don't understand. 
See, the Lord, I have a contact with God. We have special contacts with the Lord. And maybe, as, as we, we knew he was going away, see? But maybe, we're not sure at this part. We have revelation up to this part, but there's another part we don't see. But maybe the Spirit has taken him up. Because there's nowhere a, a, a chariot of fire could go up unless the Spirit of God supernatural. They believe that, but... God is not enough to take him all the way. He's up there somewhere, one of those mountains, or maybe in the valley. <laughs> go back there, verse 16. Let's pray adventure the Spirit of the Lord. And I begin to wind it down. I've taken him up and cast him up on some mountain or into some valley. You see the guesswork? Oh, it's like, you're going to heaven? Well, I'm not sure. Maybe. I might be cast on a mountain or in the valley. I don't know uh, if I'm going to be delivered. Maybe I will die. Maybe the COVID will kill me. I don't know. I heard it's dying down, but I don't know. But, you know, you've got to be careful because, you know, uh, you might be let down on a mountain. <laughs> ah, what lack of faith. Let's pre-adventure the spirit of the Lord. I take him up and cast him upon some mountain. Or into some valley. And he said. You shall not sin. Alright next verse. says. And when they heard you. But notice they didn't give up. Pastor I had a dream. I had a vision. God told me to go and do this. And do this. And pastor you got to see to. Well if you said. Uh, uh, pastor God talked to me. I know God is not talking to you as much as he's talking to me. If he was then you would have seen it my way. And they urged. You know some people like that, church like that? Oh, I got the urge and the spirit. And I feel he's up there. And, and they, they're prophets. They begin to maybe prophesy. He's up there on Mount Kilimanjaro, whatever that is. Whatever that is. And when they urged him, till he, notice what happened. He was ashamed. And you, 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 you look at that word ashamed. I mean, they were prophets. And Elijah, is this what we're producing? Is, is, they call themselves preachers? And the anointing and the revelation, is this what we're producing? The next generation, no faith? And he said, go ahead. If you can't change a person, just let them go. Go ahead. And he said, send. Go ahead, just send. You see the shorts? Just saying, he stopped arguing. Because he's not going to change it. And they sent there for 50 strong men. They packed their lunches. They packed overnight. They bagged it. And they saw three days. Three days up there. Can you imagine? What a waste. What a waste. Three days. And what, what do you think they were doing? If 50 men was out there, not believing, not, not listening to Elisha. What do you think they were doing? Talking about him. Even, even calling him bald and upset and was mad. What, what do you do when you leave church and the pastor make you upset? Before you reach your car, you slam the door and talk about that man from... Oh, that man, that pastor make me so mad. And I wish he wasn't the pastor. If, he, if I had my choice, I'd get another pastor beside him. What do you do? When you get upset in church. 
Yeah? You talk about the pastor. I don't like his tie. I don't like how he... Look, look at him. Why don't his wife look at him before he come down? Anything will go. And they were mad. You know they were mad. Because when you correct somebody, they don't have the way to get mad and upset. Don't tell me that. You try changing somebody whose mind is made up. You can't give a revelation to somebody who's already have their mind made up. They had their mind made up. They were strong. They were able. Elisha was a a little old ball-headed guy. And we're going to listen to him. And we're smarter anyway. Because there's wisdom in number. He's the only one. And then Elijah is gone. And now we're smarter. Why should we listen to him? So let's go over there and let's form a committee of search. You ever, you know, they go searching what's going on in church. Search everything. Nosy. So they sent there for 50 men. And they sought him three days but found him not. You know, when they left the shore, they're going to find him and come back and say, Elijah. Elisha, you're wrong. Let me begin to close. And when they came again to him, for he tarried at Jericho. He just, what do you think? He's just relaxing there because he knows. He knows these guys weren't going to have nothing. He said unto them, Did I not say unto you, Go not? And what did they say? Their mouth was stopped. And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee. That's another lesson. The situation of this city is pleasant. I touched that. But that's another lesson. As my Lord said, But the water is not. Notice, the water is bad. Not. And the ground is barren. Can you imagine your life like that? You got bitter spirits inside. You got wrong spirits and your life is barren, spiritual. You might be making a lot of money out there. Have a good job. Make a lot of money. Overtime, everything. COVID didn't affect you. You just flow right through. But the water, what's going on inside your attitude might be bitter. You have things that you can't forgive somebody. The water is bitter. And because of that, the ground, that's your life, is barren. You've never produced anything for God. Do you go to church all your life? Yes, copy and shout everything. But there is nothing you produce from bitter water and a barren ground. But tonight I want to tell you, Jesus Christ can change it. Jesus Christ can make the water sweet. And Jesus Christ can make the barren ground, the barren to rejoice and bring forth fruits. That's what he has done for us. So God bless you tonight. Glad to have you all. God bless you. Brother, receive the honor.